production of RPG Hour. I am Mr. RPG Hour. I'm Mrs. RPG Hour. And I'm Jonathan Andrews. So we're three friends who are trying to create a variety show in regards to tabletop role-playing game podcasting. We discuss different type of tabletop role-playing game subjects. For the first season, we touch on things like some of our top favorite games, NPCs in games, and just a few simple topics. Uh, we also do one-shots to kind of showcase systems and talk about like how we feel about the systems, and we use a rating system of 1 to 5. The system doesn't mean do we think the game is amazing or trash. It's just simply, are we going to have it on our shelves again? Are we not going to have it on our shelves again? A number one just means that it's, it's a game that we're really not going to keep on our shelves. It's not a game that we're going to try and recommend to people. We have other games that we, one, either enjoy more or that we'd rather play. A five means that it's a game that we're going to go to almost every single time, that we're going to re- recommend it every single time. Um, in all honesty, during this season, I don't think we've had a single five. Um, we may have had like one, but I can't think of it. This is not just the introduction of the whole show. This is also the introduction to season one. We hope to do one of these at the end of season one for season two, kind of do a recap of season one and talk about what we're going to do in season two. Oh God, we have to remember that far back. (laughs) No. I'll write things down for us. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have to remember. I have to do things. Oh, we're Okay. What's an example of a two-star rating for you? I can't actually think of a two-star rating. Hey, I didn't say one to, in order to make it easy. So what's a two-star rating? Um, not one not one that we've done, just a system that you would think of as two stars. An example. I honestly can't think of a two-star, but I do have a 2.5. Okay. I know. Mrs. RPGR hates, hates when I do point fives. Um, Torg is my 2.5. I love Torg, but it's a very complex system. And it is one of those things where, for the genre that it is, which is a very, very sub-genre of uh, world jumping, I'm honestly going to pick up the Honor System by Nine Dragons before I do that, and I'm going to pick up Rifts, Palladium before I do that, and I'm going to pick up Bessem before I do that. I mean, there's a laundry list of games that I would pick up to do that style of game before I did Torg. I think it's fun. I think that the... And I'm talking about the old-school box set. I have not played the newer version that they put out um and so i mean torg is one of those games where i love it i think it's an interesting setting i just it's it's hard for me to pull it out put it in front of players because there is so much more complexity to it than other games that came out along with it and similar to it so i just for me that's that's 2.5 i think right now is the lowest that i I'd go because I'm still going to keep that on there. I'm still going to keep it on my shelf. It's a box that honestly has more dust than any other box, and I've moved it just as many times. So, And a five-star rating? I don't currently have a five-star rating. Nothing has completely caught me. No system out there it's embodies perfect. a five-star rating. <laughs> Not yet. Okay, what's the highest rating you can think of then, as an example? 4.5. Uh, Orcs Unlimited does it for me with their... Escape from Teddy Bear Island, the way that the system that is for that, it's very quick, simplistic, I really enjoy it. Harp gets a 4.5 from me because of the complexity that it is, is a good style of complexity for me. Uh, I like it like that. Um, Call of Cthulhu gets a 4.5 from me. Those are just a few of my 4.5s. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, I, I... 
I don't know that I'd be shouting from the rooftops about it. I'd say, honestly, Orcs Unlimited as a whole is a really interesting indie company. I think it's probably teetering more towards a 5 than it is a 4 on that for me, so... You just like they give you free stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we've bought... We've... I know we've bought everything that they've given us, too, <laughs> but still. Even if they didn't give us free stuff, like... I purchased stuff from them, and then they were also like, hey, here's some other stuff, too. And I'm just like, oh, oh, thanks. You guys are awesome. You really don't have to do that. You have to eat, too. Like, Gee, thanks, mister. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, what about you? One or two star rating? Uh, I don't think I could do a one because I, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> first of all um so for two star rating i can kind of remember the name of it was it incognito or whatever it was where it was like there wasn't actually a gm and we really didn't roll dice and it was kind of like a almost like an improv fiasco, fiasco. there we go see i was close I see i actually see, like fiasco a lot you like it a lot and i don't know i just I guess I feel like I want a little bit more structure in my mm. games, and I want more of an outline on what my character can and can't do, because I feel like Fiasco ends up boiling down to, like, whenever you played pretend with your friends when you were little, and it's like, no, I'm going to do this. Well, you can't do that, because I'm going to do this first, and <laughs> it's going to be better, and and I don't like that. <laughs> I, we've had a couple times where it's involved in that, but we've also had a lot yes, of fun with it, too, so... Well, I mean... Okay, yes. this is not a debate on how no, the systems are. No. This is just a reflection of how each of us views the rating system. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... So, I view the rating system more from a player's perspective than a GM's perspective because I'm more a player than I am a GM. Okay. And now give us an example of a five-star system. And, I'm sorry, you can... <laughs> no, I think that was dead. I don't know where it went. <laughs> it's definitely dead because I don't know where the rest of it went. Um, five star system. Or four and a half. I am not. No. I will not. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe like a four system. Probably Rifts. Rifts is like my favorite game. Age. You put Age up there. I'd put Age up there, too, yeah. Um, but mostly because I like Dragon Age. It's the setting, not necessarily the system. The system's really easy, and that's great, but it is more the setting. Whereas Rifts, it's I like the system. I like the setting. It's fun stuff. <laughs> so, Jonathan, a two for you or a one for you? Okay, so... It a two. We'll make it a two. <laughs> PDQ. I'm sorry. It's not a role-playing system. I hate that game. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't play it if I had to. <laughs> but it's not a role-playing system. <laughs> because how would you possibly do a campaign in it? It's impossible. I've, I've, I've run a campaign in it. Yeah. No, we've both had campaigns in No, I'm sorry. Jonathan's on the opposite end. It's all right. I mean, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't terrible. Okay, if the system works against you in doing a campaign against it, it's not a good role-playing system. I'm sorry. Fair. I I feel different from it. Fair. Um, I I will say, from my perspective, I put it as a 3.5. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but <laughs> like I said, not debating yeah, the merits of the no, system. No, no, no. It's just but for me, that's a two. I'm also the one that ran it for him too. <laughs> so like I'm I take personal offense to like do that. No, no, no. You don't need to take personal offense, you need to take personal responsibility for the fact that he doesn't no, like this game. No, I read the I read the rules on my own. It has nothing to do with your game master. It's just I don't like those rules. They suck. <laughs> See, for any other player, I would honestly be personally offended by that. But like for with you, I know you read the rules, I know that you understand the, the, the system behind it, but I'm still like, I ran that for you and you didn't like it. Like, <laughs> like, but like with other people, I'd be it's like, not about the game. It's just about the system. See, yeah. see, role playing games are a lot like, um, like food items, right? So it's like you can have something prepared a certain way and absolutely hate it, and then you can have it prepared another way by someone who knows what they're doing and absolutely love it. So, but that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about the system. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's part of how people interpret the system. Not if you're a game master. That's true. <laughs> okay. Um, coming close to a two on the scale is the Unisystem, just because you 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 inter- you do mostly interpretation, and the dice rolls don't help very much. So you're rolling a d one d ten, and personally, my dice tend to if I have a flat dice. Not just if I have a flat dice, but especially if I have a flat die, it tends to go either one or ten, all the time. And so, flat dice are bad to begin with. I don't like d20 for this same reason, but it's even worse in Unisystem because whatever reason. For those of you at home that aren't familiar with the term flat die, what he's referring to is a single die system. Um, it's also referred to as a single die system. So if you if you if you didn't catch that and weren't able to put two and two together and were completely confused. It took me a while when we first used to talk for me to catch on to what he meant when he said flat die. Okay. Because I, I had those crystalline uh, elongated so, die. So, so it's, a, it's a flat probability curve is what yeah. I'm talking about. So essentially what we're going to do is with episode zero, we're going to have like a list of terms so that we can translate for people <laughs> that, are, that, are, that are new to role-playing games in general and are coming to us for advice on how to start and where to jump in. Which is probably not a great idea. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, my five-star ratings uh, systems are Shadowrun. I like third edition Mm. best. And Mm -hmm. part of the reason I like Shadowrun is because they try to make things... They try to make the system uniform. Uh, That is to say, the dice rolling mechanic is basically the same whether you are a samurai or a street mage or a decker. And... That can be problematic, but the way they did it in Shadowrun was just so elegant that it didn't matter. And it all worked so beautifully that it was just a really good system. I consider that to be one of my five-star systems. I also like Wraith the Oblivion from White Wolf, Mm. mainly because who doesn't like getting to play the shadow side of somebody else's character? That's just awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The emotional exploration you could do in that game is just off the charts. It's beautiful. Uh, um, And there was one more. What was it? What was it? I don't remember. Those are the main two. <laughs> I, I will say that I also second the uni system, and to preference this for some people that are really into certain indie scenes, um, here in Texas especially, uh, we are not talking about the company Uni Games. Right. right. We are talking about what is known as the cinematic uni system. Right. Um, I am told that there's a, a newer version that is, is fixed some things, uh, but I'm honestly... It was a... 
I had a very power gamerish game master run it for me the first time, so I thought that was the issue with it because I didn't really, I don't really enjoy that over the top. Let's just smash everything. Your players are going to get smashed um, completely. I do love OSR where you could die at any moment, but for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I, I, those are two separate styles, and I don't feel like just because your character is going to die means that you feel the same about it in every single version of the game. True. Um, but Sometimes your character was literally asking for it. <laughs> yes. But uh, in, in, in the Unis system, I've, I've read it, I've played multiple different versions, and for me, it, it's the same way. It, it's down there because it's... I find it to be difficult to piece together a good campaign mm. with, the way that they, with the way that a lot of the things are in the book. From a game master's side, I'm not a big fan of it. From a player's side, I would sit down and play, if, depending on the person that was running it. But I honestly, like, and I got it because they've got some really cool licenses for some really cool settings out there. And their books are always excellent. So yes. it's, it's a letdown. You're like, oh, this is an awesome book. And then you try to play the system and you're like... But the system sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, this this is our personal view. I know there are some of you out there that really love the Unis system, um, and if you're able to make it work for you and you're able to get through it, and if you're able to, to make you. it work for you, wow. <laughs> no, I'm genuinely like you. You figured it out. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And another thing is, I like Rollmaster. So to you guys, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> systems that do one of two things they either have a sincere level of complexity where i can create a character down to a t with tons of skills and tons of spells and tons of i want to be able to customize a character to an absolute t without feeling like i with having a character that i feel like i've got a good grip on my character and i'm going into a game with it or i want a rules light system that makes me feel like I'm doing the same thing with a rules light variable. I don't like in between systems. I don't like games that have a high level of combat complexity with low skills. You like to be able to make have a character concept and be able to make that character without having to fudge too much of the rules. Exactly, and that's that's exactly what it is. And I go to the, and I have people tell me that how can I love those two extremes. It's because I feel like that's the only places that I get to have that level of yeah. comfort. And in all honesty, until I met Jonathan, I didn't have that comfort in rules light systems. And it, he was what really showed me I could get that with the rules light systems. And so, um, like that was that's one of the things I really enjoyed about playing with Jonathan for the years that we played together. And I'm glad to be at a table with him again because that's one thing that he's really good about is you know oh well let's take a look at this even if we both don't enjoy it. We've taken a look at it, we've tried it, we've given it an honest go rather than just read the book and say whether we like it or not. Yeah. Um, and uh, <clears throat> he's also one of the people that in introduced me to Rollmaster after I'd already played <laughs> Merp and forgotten that Merp existed. Um, uh, but that's, that's kind of where I sit, is I want that level of complexity. If it's in between, I find that those systems don't give me what I want. Um, and sometimes where a system doesn't look like it have a whole lot of skills... If it is specialized enough in its genre, then I feel like I'm getting what I want. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really go for universal systems that often, personally speaking. Um, and part of it is because a lot of universal systems, for me, don't feel universal. Yeah. 
and That's I, true. And I get down to the point where I, I have difficulties playing some systems in certain genres because the system to me doesn't feel like it it suits the genre. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's just me. Like, I've played in an amazing GURPS fantasy campaign that was a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, when I'm playing and reading the GURPS books, I feel like I'm playing something that is geared towards military, towards suspense thriller, like science, like spies and stuff like that, or punk stuff, science fiction, cyberpunk, um, things that you really need those rules to create stuff. You just put post-it notes over all the charts, and you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> But personally, that's that's where I sit with um, some of those universal systems. Like Besson, I can only run certain kinds of stuff, and it's generally either anime or wuxia. You know, over the top is what the main yeah. kind of idea has to be with it. Well, that's, I mean, to an extent, that's how the system was designed. I know, but if you go pick up the Tristat book, which is that's separate. That's true. Like, I it's, have, still, it's still Besson, it just has a different cover. Yeah, and I still get that feeling where if I'm not running something that's over the top, I don't like the rules to me feel like they're built for that over the top right um and i I love it don't get me wrong that's one of my favorite systems out there but um most universal systems for me at the end of the day i feel like i if i played outside of a certain niche i don't feel comfortable with the campaign overall and i I can't run or play in something long term in it because it gives me icky feels (laughs) okay what's the most important element for an interval playing system for you i like games that are ideal for beginner role players Hmm. because you have more options of people to interact with at a table so if the rules are really easy to pick up and really easy to move forward there's not a whole lot of trudging through uh, trying to figure out okay if I'm trying to do this what page is this rule on so that I know what I'm doing if it's really quick and very easy to learn I really enjoy that because then you can get all kinds of different people at the table, all mm-hmm. kinds of different character concepts, all kinds mm. of different interactions. I like that. No wonder you like age. Yeah, I like I like systems that are accessible. Mm-hmm. You also tend to like systems that have... Also light on math. Uh... Yeah, light on math. <laughs> but you also like systems that have life paths as well. Yes, I do like life, life path hmm. systems actually. Um, because I feel like once you're once you finish character creation, you have a person, yeah. like a real person that you're playing as. Yeah. Whereas like other systems, like it, I mean, yeah, you're playing a real person, but it feels more like you're playing a set of stats. Well, you have and to a do set the of work skills. yourself. Yeah, the system doesn't help do the work. No, for the, you. The, the, it doesn't do the work for you. But I feel like it's a lot easier to just fall back into I'm playing this set of st- stats with this set of skills. Rather than actually playing the character. Okay, I don't mean the system that a life path system does the work for you. I just mean yeah. it does. Other systems don't help you the same right. way. The life path. It right. Right. you. It gives you a basis, and it helps get your mind. It gives into you a jumping off point too. Right. Yeah. Because oh, like, true. when I was describing uh, when we play Honorum later on, uh, when Honor, not Honorum, Honor. Uh, <laughs> Adding was, all kinds of letters there, honey. <laughs> When I was describing the uh, life path system, I saw her eyes light up. Uh, You know, when I was describing it to her, she was like... I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That that right there, I like that. (laughs) That's good stuff. I mean, mean, she really does. uh, I mean, we've bought books in the past only because it was a life path system. Because I like when you can very easily have a character that you can, on the fly, come up with a backstory for and actually Mm -hmm. flesh out as a character... You know, you can come up with mannerisms and quirks and things that they're going to do, how they're going to interact with people, 
and it I like it, it makes for very heavy role play games, and I like that. Well, the life path system gives you lots of hooks into your character's yeah. history that you don't get from others. Like, yeah. okay, I know she started out in this in this path, so that's why she's like this. Right. Or she did this, therefore she, that made that made her do this, or stuff like that. Even when it's a even when it's a very simplistic life path system, I still mm-hmm. feel like I'm getting a little more out of it. Um, yeah. Because there's, I mean, there's it, more meat on the bones of your character. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I kind of like that because also one thing I found with life path systems, I create a character, I can write a backstory quicker, mm-hmm. even if I already had a character concept in mind, mm-hmm. because now I went through and I was like, okay, cool, my first term was this. So now I've got, okay, so I did that. So here's what happened during those two years or three right. years or four years. And, right. Um, which is one of the reasons why Traveler, the little black books. Is, I love Traveler. <laughs> I, I love the way that they do their, their character creation. I love the way that you go through and you get your ranks and you get I could build characters and... in Traveler forever. <laughs> I could. I could just sit there for days and just build Traveler characters. Yes. Because it's so much fun. <laughs> I showed her a uh, uh, a website that lets you, at a click of a button, create a uh, traveler character, and oh, she got upset at me. <laughs> boring as hell. Why would you take the fun out of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got upset about it. <laughs> like, this is just wrong. Why? <laughs> so what about you? Personally... I'm a rules nut. I love good rules. And the best rules are elegant rules that don't get in my way. <laughs> now, that can be that can be a complex rules set like Rollmaster, or mm-hmm. it can be a really simple rule set like uh, Cypher or uh, Storyteller. And either, either end of the spectrum is just fine as long as the rules are well designed, well thought out, and play quickly. Because I hate having to spend 20 minutes deciding whether a role, doing the setup for the role, and execution, and uh, the determination of what happens because of the role. That's not role-playing. I'm sorry. That's, that's wargaming. And I like that too, but the role-playing is not wargaming, and it shouldn't be. It, it's the difference between role-playing R-O-L-E and role-playing R-O-L-L. Very true. I'd have to say one, uh, and of course talking about Orcs Unlimited again, um... <laughs> They've got a system that is honestly one of the quickest systems I've ever played. I sat down and created a character because it's it's not exactly a life path system, but it's it's not far off. Because mm-hmm. um, you pick your class, you pick your race, and they've got a bunch of stuff that's pre there for you, and then you that's... get some points to fluff it. Mm-hmm. And it's one, whatever. <laughs> it's almost a so we have something that kind of goes on through this entire season of a fluff count. It's a word that I happen to use a lot frequently. <laughs> And, um, Larry likes to fluff out his sentences with it. So it gets Awful. brought up. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Orcs Unlimited does a really interesting thing with it because they allow you to get through your character creation extremely fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can literally pass the book from person to person and generally speaking, in less than 15 minutes... They've got a full character. They've got a full character. And I'm talking about a table of five to six players. Yeah. Not... Not like two or three players, five to six players, fifteen minutes, and everybody's got a character. That's epic. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> then you roll. It's a dice pool system. You roll, and if you get sixes, you do the action. If you get more than one six, you get to like add on to what everything else you're doing. That's cool. And you're done. Like that's it. Yeah. Like, okay, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna attack. Okay, roll. Cool. Did you get any sixes? No. Cool. Like it's it, it literally moves. is. 
it flows. It has you're not you're not being bogged down by complicated rules that right. make no that add nothing to what's happening right. at the table. And it's crazy because they've got this really cool system for chi, which allows you to do special maneuvers and magic and things like that. Okay. And even with that, uh-huh. even adding that in, combat just doesn't take long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't overcomplicate it. It's great. It's a super <laughs> streamlined system, nice. and it's really easy to pick up the rules. So it's great because you can ha- be at a convention. Hey, you want to try a game? Random person. They can sit down, have a character, and be playing. And that's that's uh, for Escape from Teddy Bear Island, the Return to Teddy Bear Island uh, supplement, the We Hunt Bugs, um, the supplement for that. The um, I, oh, There's one other game that's leaving my brain that also uses that same system. Is it the Delta Green one? Uh, no, no, no. Or no, the that's, that's, ki- Bad that's, Day to Be a Kaiju. It might be the Bad Day to Be a Kaiju. But for the... <laughs> Which I really want to play. <laughs> we, we own it, by the way. I know we do. I and want to play. We only have a PDF, but... Um, I want... I want to play that. <laughs> um, I think that that one uses that as well. My brain is completely leaving me. But um, other games use a different style of... Like, he's got other games that he's written that use a different system. Right. Those are almost as fast. They add some different rules. They do some things a little bit differently. Um, but to me, like, those... The system for those two is honestly the quickest. The uh, And, and I, I have a lot of fun with that. Um, and I have a lot of fun with all of his stuff. Like, he could put something he, out. He writes some great, quick games huh. that are the settings are interesting and you know fun yeah. and yeah it's always a pleasure to pick up one of his books <laughs> <laughs> and what what uh what's a testament to anyone with dyslexia is he has dyslexia oh. and if you read his tweets sometimes uh it takes some interpretation um and having been around a lot of dyslexics, some of it just comes naturally for me to like, okay, I know what he meant this and things right. like that. Some people like to pick on him for it, and I, I honestly get pissed off at that myself. Like, if I catch it and I see it, I'm willing to, you know what, I, I don't care if I end up losing somebody who could be a future follower. Like, <laughs> screw you if you're going to be like that to somebody. Um, but, I mean, he writes these amazing games. He has somebody come in behind him and edit them and puts them out. And in all honesty, like, I know a lot of people who are dyslexic who can barely make a Facebook post without being self-conscious. Yeah. And here he is writing games. Yeah. Like, he, he's a testament to people with dyslexia. Like, mm-hmm. Granted, his games are only like 20 or 30 pages long. Like, <laughs> But a, a game doesn't have, a, a rule book doesn't have to no. be, you know, 100 plus pages to be a good game. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying, like, it, it, it probably is easier for him to get through those many pages than trying to do a 100-page book. That's but true. if he ever did a 100-page book... I'd be right there to buy it. So, um, and I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's our rating system, yeah. That's our rating system um, and how we feel about games in general. I mean, for the most part, with the way we're going to do subjects is we're just going to kind of talk about things. We're going to take them in and just there's kind gonna, of... There's going to be a lot of rambling. Yeah, a lot of rambling. We're going to grab a beer, so you should too. <laughs> Unless you're at work, don't grab a beer then. <laughs> Unless you can hide it under your desk. No, 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 in the pen with the tube and the jacket. <laughs> but we're going to talk a lot about things. We're going to, um, we, we got lucky for this first season because it was originally going to be just me and Mrs. RPG Hour hosting friends that we knew and things like that, trying to find people and bring people in. And uh, it kind of has gone in a direction where I haven't seen Jonathan for a few years. We spent some time in East Texas. We came back. Um, gaming has been kind of off and on for Mrs. and I when we've been back here in Austin. 
and uh, I created a Facebook group just for to get people on the show. And Jonathan answered the call one day and came out, and uh, that's when I remembered why I'm friends with Jonathan in the first place. <laughs> uh, oh he, yeah, you're a cool guy. Well, not just that, <laughs> but when we used to game at his house, we'd started about like noon, mm-hmm. and we were there until like one or two a.m. just talking about RPGs because we'd end at like ten o'clock with the game. Um, <laughs> when my wife would say, hey, well, you need to go to bed. Okay, honey, we're ending the game now. We would end the game then. <laughs> and then we'd go outside, and those of us that smoke would sit there and smoke. And we would discuss RPGs, and um, we'd talk about the system that we're playing, and the good things and the bad things. And I was like, you know what? I spent so much time at his house doing this with him already years ago. Why don't we ask him to join us and be a permanent host and so, as often as we can get him, he's here, especially for the subject shows. Yeah. Um, and and then also, it's less Larry talking <laughs> and a little bit of somebody else for once. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't like to have fun? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's we added him as a host. He's going to be featured quite a bit throughout this, uh, the games. I'm doing a lot of the one shot running for season one. The ultimate goal is to split the one shots between Jonathan and I. Um, with a little bit of Mrs. RPG out. Uh, you said she needed to role play, to, to game master more. She does. I need to game master more, I guess. And also, occasionally it's alright if characters die. <laughs> uh, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> she, she's, uh, there's, there's fewer systems that she's comfortable running. I will run anything. If you give me a system, I will run it. I don't care if I've never played it before. That's okay. She can run Dragon Age every single time. <laughs> I will come. <laughs> we do have a goal for her to run the Dragon Age game uh, as well it will as be epic. Uh, Fantasy Age itself. Um, I think that we had a plan for you to run something else, but now I can't remember. Uh, yes, I was going to run Dread at some point. Yes, Dread. Dread? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, um, so there, there's a couple of systems that are are, are very her based. Hmm. We're gonna have her run those. Um, there are some systems where I'm not comfortable running them as a game master. They're not my favorites. They're lower on my rating system that Jonathan enjoys, um, or he is more willing to run them uh, because also they're true. also low on his rating. So he's gonna be he's gonna take uh, some of that play as well. Um, we also have... <laughs> the ones nobody was willing to Game Master, those are our one stars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we also have... Uh, a, a, a... The ones that we're playing rock, paper, scissors for. <laughs> <laughs> there's another... Uh, uh, there's another show here in town um, that's a, a podcast. They're a live play D&D group uh, called Dungeon Junkies. You can find them on uh, Twitter at Dungeon Junkie. Um, they... We're occasionally going to have Kenny, who's the game master over there, run some stuff for us. He's got some games that are non D and D that he wants to run. Henry is uh, kind of interested in it as well. Um, he's really getting into the strange, so it may not be season one, but we definitely want him to come over and do something like that. Um, I'm not sure that Alex is much for running systems. He, he hasn't really talked about systems that he wants to run. Mostly things he wants to play, and we've only gotten to know Nick kind of recently so i'm not sure <laughs> what he's down for i i kind of wanted to see i want to see how he would tackle running like a besom game or something because he seems like he's i think he would do really well with some of the really like 
outlandish, weird, quirky stuff. I think he would do really well with that. Yes, he's he's a good <laughs> enjoy having him at the table. Um, I feel like I run some weird, out there, wacky games with Bessem, but I feel like honestly, like I could probably put it in his hands and like it go from a, a, a five or a six to a ten. <laughs> Whereas I normally feel like I'm at an eight or a nine, and for some of the players at the table, they feel like that too. I feel like with him on there, we've got to add like I've got to lower myself, and he's got to be up there because of just how wacky he can be. Um, so we're gonna try and get other people as well as uh, we're gonna invite other people on the show to talk about their stuff. There's an artist nearby um, that's working on some projects and stuff like that. So when we can get them in and get an edis- episode edited to try and put it out in regards to what they're doing, uh, we're going to try and get them on the show as well. Um, there's a, I, I've got some emails out and some information out. We are in the Austin, Texas area. We're down the street, so to speak, from uh, Steve Jackson Games. I'm trying to see if there's somebody over there we can borrow to talk about the uh, fantasy trip, <laughs> GURPS, things like that. I'm not saying Steve Jackson himself. No, 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 that would... Um, Steve Jackson's great. He's a bit quirky, um, but he, he's... He's, he's a, fine. He's a good guy, uh, but... Everything's fine. <laughs> would definitely enjoy having some people from Steve Jackson Games come down and, you know, show off some of their stuff. Um, there's a couple of other small developers, some indie game designers down here uh, in just the Texas area altogether that we would love to try and, you know, meet up at a Texas convention and get them into a, a hotel room and play games with them. Um, <laughs> all right, let me rephrase. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Get, we did not talk get... about this, honey. You, th- those are things we talk about before we... <laughs> we would love to have Texas designers in a private room where we can control the sound levels. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> we want to put them in a padded cell. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we would like to play games with people where the noise isn't so bad so that we can actually hear what we're saying on... No, no, no. no. It's not your choice. It's not what you were saying at first. It was specifically your choice of words. You needed to add a couple, which is, we would like to sit down and play role-playing games. Tabletop role-playing games. <laughs> specifically with these people. We would like not any other kind of dungeon master. <laughs> Zero of that. <laughs> we really would love to meet up with other Texas uh, podcasts and developers and things like that and sit down and do games with them, uh, tabletop role-playing games, and just enjoy some playtime with them. Um, but uh, that's kind of where we're kind of sitting with what we plan to do with season one and season two. Um, and we'll check back in just to be like, hey, this is season one and season two. But <laughs> And, you know, if... More specifically, I guess, for season two, if there's any suggestions of games that we should check out or, you know, do a one-shot of or anything like that, we're really open to hearing about new games and trying new systems and, you know, experimenting with like if you want we're not going to go begging for free stuff we're not going to come knocking on your door give us free stuff so we can talk about it but if you seek us out and you want us like we've had this multiple times if you seek us out you want us to talk about your games we'll play it we'll make an episode we'll be honest before that episode goes live i am going to message you and i'm going to let you know 
kind of what we talked about things because I don't want it to go out there. We don't want to hurt a developer's feelings. We don't want to make an enemy of a developer. And we don't want to hurt their reputation either. Yeah. I mean, this is... All of this is just discussion among people who are huge dorks, like playing (laughs) games. And so these are just our opinions. We highly recommend to go out and, you know, play the games that we try yourself. And, you know, you may be pleasantly surprised that you actually enjoy something that maybe we weren't terribly fond of about a system or, you know, what have you. But this is just us talking out our asses. (laughs) <laughs> and we're gonna release. We're gonna release um, for the first season. Some of our one shots are gonna only be available to our Patreon uh, supporters, whereas other ones are gonna be available to the public. Um, so we're going to try and put together really good sounding one shots. Edit everything down to where it's enjoyable. To where when you listen to it, you can listen to it and go, "I want to try that system for myself." Not just based on how we talk about it but what we actually do in the system. And hopefully it won't take you four hours to listen to. Yes. <laughs> no. uh, for, the, for the most part, one of them that I already edited uh, was only about uh, two hours, so I put it down into... So it would be three hours to listen to get everything all in one, but those are going to be three different episodes. So um, I can't think of anything else that we're going to be trying to do. Anything else you guys want to mention? Oh, occasionally there will be small child background noises in the yes. episodes, and we do apologize ahead of time. That just comes with the territory of being new parents without babysitters. So, yeah, occasionally, uh, occasionally my mic will go dark essentially for a while because I'm wrangling small child, and <laughs> or if she's running, my mic will go dark. Yep. Whoever's not game mastering, their mic may go dark for a moment while we wrangle small child. So. Or if the small child finds the fire hydrant, everybody's mic might go, might go dark. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's still asleep, I'm sure. So, I mean, that's kind of... I, I'd like to thank some people right quick um, based on who they are, what they've done for us, things like that. Uh, specifically, the intro. If you like our intro, if you like the stuff that we're doing, um, shoot over to... Uh, SoundCloud, uh, Goober Geiger, G-U-B-E-E, sorry, G-U-B-E-R-G-I-E-G-E-R at SoundCloud. He makes all of our intros. He's a really awesome guy. Uh, I went to college with him. Uh, really enjoy, you know, talking to him, working with stuff. He's produced some real amazing stuff in amazing amounts of time for us. Um, and he went above and beyond the Call of Duty. At G Money, G M U N N Y, he's made all of our logos, um, and he does amazing work in more than reasonable amount of time with all the projects that he's gotten, which with all the projects that he's got going on. Uh, another is at Vartian, V A R T I A N. Uh, Aram Vartian is uh, the game master slash uh, stream host slash writer of the Gods Fallen Rise of the Demigods um, <clears throat> shows. Uh, he's been honestly pivotal. But pivotal. Oh my god, I cannot talk to him. He's been pivotal in me continuing to do things because there's been times where I wanted to quit and I'd post something up and he'd say something encouraging. Uh, he would also respond to every single message that I sent him uh, with one encouragement and two with helpful advice. 
Um, somebody else that also did that was Carlos at Carlos Critz from uh, the Dungeon Rats and Rivals of Waterdeep. Uh, other people who have been just absolutely amazing are at RPG Kitchen, at World Anvil. If you want to go and build your world up, go check out World Anvil. They've been amazing people. We've had a lot of chances to interact with them on their Discord, and they're just, honestly, just straight up, you can go to them, and you're going to be able to get the advice and things that you need to make their website work the way you want it. Uh, it's really affordable. Go check them out. Uh, at Draconic Gaming, and that's spelled D-R-A-C-O-N-I-C-K, Gaming. Uh, he's been honestly... I will basically make a tweet about something, a subject that I kind of want to play with that will go on an episode, and I'll either tag him in it or tag it, you know, like just send him a message about it, and usually we'll go back and forth on it. He's, he's honestly a good sounding board at times uh, when I want to grab somebody's opinion outside of the three of us to be like, we might like this. But do other people? Um, so, <laughs> so he's, he's, he's important. Yeah. So Draconic Gaming has been, you know, uh, someone else who's been very encouraging. Um, at Symat, uh, that's at S Y M A T T. He is the developer of Spymaster, which we talk about later. Uh, he's got that up on his drive-through RPG account. Um, it's an amazing game, and we had a lot of fun playing it. We're probably going to play it a couple more times as well. Um, just to talk about it. Um, I actually won the copy of the game that I have, but I'm looking to add more copies of it to the shelf, um, and definitely I know that the Dungeon Junkies are going to do the same because they really enjoyed it. At Nine Dragons Pub, and that's spelled N-I-N-E Dragons P-U-B. Um, that's for the Nine Dragons Publishing. They made the Honor game. Uh, go check them out. They're, they make some quality games. They're really cool. Uh, and Dom is really friendly. If you've got a question, he will message you back. And if it's been like more than a couple days or whatever, he may even apologize for the distance and time because he's developing a game. Uh, so I mean, he's just that kind of a person. He's really cool. Uh, at Mage Productions, if you've never checked out Mage Productions, they're another amazing podcast. Uh, they do some kind of subjects type episodes as well. Um, they're honestly like things that I'm trying to work on, you're going to hear, like, some of the first few episodes just aren't that great, and I look back at them, and I'm like, can I just delete these and we start over? Um, I don't want to re-record that stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and in all honesty, the folks over at uh, Mage Productions um, are definitely, like, the leading reason why I haven't done that, because they're like, no, 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 just put it out, it'll be okay, you can make an episode that, like, talks about it being better later, and when I would have questions, when I felt like I was doing something wrong, I could go to them, and they'd be like, no, that's a really great idea. And that always made me feel good. Um, another good one is uh, at HWR Podcast. That's for How We Roll Podcast. They're an amazing Call of Cthulhu uh, live play, uh, actual play podcast. They also do some D&D. I found them because of uh, their Call of Cthulhu stuff. The folks over there have been phenomenal in answering questions, talking about things. Like, I've been honestly just... I go to them and I'm able to get stuff done. I'm able to get things worked out and they're very helpful. Um, of course, at Orcs Unlimited. Um, um, if you want some cool gaming gear, at Settling Geek, S-E-T-T-L-I-N-G, Geek, has been really phenomenal. They've helped us out. They've sent us some stuff and been really cool. Um, and as well, another really cool developer um, that has his game for free out there, 
that is a game that describes it as a fluffy adventure game. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, is at George Mir, at G-E-O-R-G-M-I-R. Uh, he made a really cool game. Uh, if you guys go check it out, I'm sure that you will not be sad. Because it's really an honest game. <laughs> you will uh, be fluffy. It, yeah, it's a fluffy game. Uh, it's honestly... I'll be fluffy. <laughs> it's a really fun game. It's a really cool game. Uh, uh, anybody else have anything? I know you've been scribbling stuff fervently. Yeah. Planning. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to our intro episode. I really, really hope that you're going to enjoy it. Uh, we try to have more than just me and Mrs. RPG Hour, but some of the early episodes... Uh, which we're going to kind of put those throughout the the episodes. Uh, we're going to kind of place those out so that it's not just us at the beginning. <laughs> you can hit us up at therpghour at gmail.com. Tweet at us at rpghour. Uh, give us five-star ratings so we can reach more people. Thank you so much from the RPG family. <laughs>